Good morning, Matis. Good Erev. Yom Tov, everybody. Wow. Here we are. And I would like to use this opportunity to um, review with you the Seder for this evening and uh, to understand and appreciate what an incredible opportunity we have tonight as family, with friends, to connect, to connect with our historical past, to appreciate the incredible present in which we live in, and to ex fan our expectations for our most glorious future to come. Okay, so... I'd like to begin with, last night we did Bidikas Chometz, and so that Chometz which you gathered last night, those ten pieces which you collected, this morning will be burnt. The burning is done after the time when you can no longer eat Chometz, which in the New York area is starting, if you follow the Mogan Avram, at 10.22, or if you follow that of the Vilna Gaon, about 25 minutes later, the idea very clearly is that after your chametz has been sold, this morning the rabbis take care of the sale of chametz to a non-Jew. After your chametz has been sold, your last bit of chametz is then burnt, and at the beer chametz, the burning of the chametz, you recite the kol chamira, you recite the beetle, whereby you nullify your chametz. Understand that today is a very special day. Number one, it is a Yom Tov. Why? Because when we had a Beis HaMikdash, the obligation on each and every individual to be part of a Korban Pesach, and the Korban Pesach was brought in the afternoon, from midday and on. A, for that reason, we stop eating chametz from the Torah from midday and on, and from the rabbis, as we know, earlier. But beyond that, when a person offering was brought, it was a yom tov for them. And that's why the practice is that we don't work afternoon. Yes, you can drive and write and do anything and everything you need for preparation of the Seder, but ideally one should be finished with their work, quote, on the job after, by one o'clock this afternoon. Today, not only can't we eat chametz, but we can't eat matzah as well. And the primary reason for that is that tonight, when we come to the Seder and we fulfill the biblical mitzvah of matzah, we should do so the te'avon with a sense of excitement, with an appetite one hasn't had it in at least two weeks, 30 days, depending upon your particular custom. Okay, now, um, 
the idea is lo'aleinu, anyone who is sitting shiva, normally they get up from shiva as much time as you need to prepare for either Shabbos or Yom Tov. Today one would get up at Chatzos a few minutes before one o'clock, showing once again how the day itself has that uh, Yom Tov character to it. Okay, let's understand that when it comes to the Pesach Seder this evening, whereas many families have already started taking Shabbos in early, and Alpidin, one can do so all year long after Plaga Mincha, approximately an hour and a quarter before sunset. Tonight, one cannot start the Pesach Seder until night. The reason for this is, the Torah says regarding the Korban Pesach, you are to eat the meat of the Korban Pesach at night. And even though, once again, we don't yet have that Korban Pesach, it has such a powerful impact on our life because the matzah that we do eat is equated to the Pesach it was eaten together with, and therefore one cannot eat the matzah until nighttime. Well, you could argue, let me start my Seder early. By the time I get to the matzah, no. All the mitzvos are compared, and it's a package deal with the matzah, and therefore your drinking of the four cups, which is Kiddush, is the first of the four cups of wine, has to be at the same time that one could eat the matzah, and therefore your Seder could not, should not start until it is nighttime, with uh, Shkia being at 7.30, so I would say the very earliest, if you push, would be 8.05, 8.10 would be better, and that's when, that's the earliest. If you're going to, please God, be in shul tonight, by the time you come home, many shuls sing the Hallel, it's going to be later than that. Okay, what's different about the Kiddush tonight? All year long, only the one who recites Kiddush has to drink. Tonight, everybody has to drink. The cup that you drink should contain approximately or not less than four ounces. It doesn't have to have more. Truthfully, it's hard to find a four-ounce cup. But the idea is that you should drink ideally the entire cup. If you can't drink Rovkos, drink a majority of the cup, a little bit more than two ounces. Now what are you drinking? Once again, most preferably wine. It doesn't have to be a strong wine with a high alcoholic content, but it should be there are very low alcoholic content wines. If you haven't gotten it yet, get it now. Preferably, once again, red wine. Why wine? Because wine is misamach lev enosh. Wine literally is a celebratory drink. You go to a right? You drink 
wine and you do just that. You toast the individual. Tonight we are toasting Hashem four different times, thanking Him for the total deliverance that He provided for us. And if one has trouble drinking just wine, mix it with some grape juice. So it's something that is very much doable. Okay, and we're drinking tonight, everybody leaning to the left. Very quickly, why are we leaning? So I'd like to suggest a very important idea, and that is as follows. Had God only taken us out of Mitzrayim, and we went from slaves to free men, that would have been, quote, Dayenu. That would have been significant. However, he took us out of Mitzrayim, and we went from one extreme to the other. We went from slaves to aristocrats. And as such, we remember that Roman aristocrats leaned. So what does that have to do with us? And the answer is, the Romans destroyed our base Amigdash. And they are long gone. It is a kind of shtach. It is a kind of reminding us that we have outlived our enemies. And so it's a symbol of aristocracy. It's a symbol of the great uh, miracle that Hashem did for us by providing us with this great stature of princes and princesses that we were uh, elevated to when we left Egypt. And therefore, we thank Hashem for that elevated status and therefore lean to the left when we A, drink the four cups and eat the matzah. Next, if the Kaddish comes Urchatz, which is literally we wash our hands without a bracha. Firstly, to arouse the curiosity of the young, because every other Friday night for Shabbos and Yom Tov, we wash with a bracha to eat the challah, the bread. Tonight, we are washing without a bracha, and we are doing this to, first of all, arouse their curiosity. But second of all, I want you to know, it's a very technical law. At the end of Parsha Shmini, that we're going to read right after Pesach, the Torah tells us that if food comes in contact with water, so water is a conductor of Tuma, meaning that if you touch food which is wet, with your hands, which are tomei, that water is going to impart the impurity from your hands to the food. When we had a Beis we were very careful about these laws of Tumor and Tara, purity and impurity. 
And so, tonight, we remind ourselves as to how we conducted ourselves then, and therefore tonight as well. We wash our hands, because right after the washing will come the karpas. We're going to be eating a vegetable, and we're going to be dipping it into the salt water with our fingers. Don't use a fork for carapace. It's almost like undoing what you have done for the washing. You don't need to wash if you're going to use a fork. And the idea is, talk about this for a moment. The urchatz is a symbol of the optimism that once again we will have the third base hamigdash. Karpas, we make a bracha of Borei Priyo Adama, prior to our eating the vegetable. For Karpas, you can use any Adama, not lettuce. I don't have the time to go into it because lettuce is going to be used later on for your Moror. Any vegetable is fine. And listen carefully. Keep in mind, when you eat the Karpas, that the Bore Priyadama should go for the Moror later on as well. Good. After this, we have Yachatz. By the way, with Karpas, small piece. Everything else is going to be big pieces. Small piece of Karpas, so that you don't have to make a Bracha Achrona. Yachatz. We start tonight with three Matzos. Two matzos, because we need Lechem Mishnah tonight, and one yachatz, which means we're going to break the middle matzah. And the reason for this is because the Torah calls matzah Lechem Oni, and a poor man eats a prusa. A prusa is a piece, meaning he takes his loaf and he breaks it in half. So tonight as well, we remind ourselves that matzah is lechem oni, and as the Talmud tell, tells us, in Psachim, it is lechem she'onim olav dvarim harbei, bread over which we recite much, meaning the Haggadah, meaning the Hallel. And therefore, it's important to know, I take the middle matzah, you break it in half. The larger half is put away for the afikoman. The smaller half is to be kept exposed. When you recite the Haggadah, you are to see matzah. And if there is a small table and everybody can see that piece of matzah, fine. If you have more than one table, and many people, then you are to have matzah on the different tables exposed during the recitation of the Haggadah. For those few times when you're told to pick up the cup, like Vahisha Amda, good, appoint captains at each table that they will, at that point there, quote, cover the matzah. But matzah is to be seen during the time of the Magid. Okay, we are now coming to the Magid, which is the telling of the story of the Exodus. Understand that on this night, tonight, there are two 
unique biblical mitzvos. The first one is the mitzvah of Magid, which is to tell the story. The second one is Matzah, which we'll come to in a few moments. So Magid is a fulfillment of that which the Torah says in chapter 13, verse 8, You are to tell your children on this day. Now, the night of Pesach is halachically like a day in the sense that there's such clarity. And what are we saying? Because of this, and because of this is something that you can point to, which we know is at the time of Matzah and Moror, Oso Hashem Li, God did for me, incredible, that in each and every generation, we don't just remember, we relive. We're supposed to feel literally as if you left Egypt. Not an easy uh, order, not an easy challenge, but you can do it. You're going to realize that part of your DNA has your ancestors, our ancestors, who actually were there. Now, just understand, not every page of the Haggadah is of the same significance. The Mishnah tells us that we are to uh, recite the verses which are found in Parshas Kisavo as to when the Jew brought his Bikurim, his first fruits. And those verses begin with Tseilmad, uh, namely, well, we say Tseilmad, that which Lavan Harami wanted to do, and we recite the verses, Arami Oved Avi, and we are Doresh, we explain phrase by phrase that which happened in Egypt, very important, and we uh, recount the ten plagues which were brought upon the Egyptians. We have the Dayenu, whereby fifteen statements of wow, that this would have been enough, but Hashem did more for us. And finally, Rabbi Gamliel, Hoya Omer, explaining what was the Korban Pesach and will be the Matzah and the Moror. That last part of Rabbi Gamliel is most important, and therefore women should be careful, because it's getting close to the meal, not to be in the kitchen during that part. And... Everybody should be there, especially for that, and we should understand what we're saying in the Haggadah. It should not be read in Hebrew only if nobody understands Hebrew. I think it's very important that whatever language you have, you are to ask people around the table to read a paragraph, and let the various paragraphs be springboards for discussion. Uh, this is something which is very important, and use your ingenuity depending upon the age of the participants. Young children have little, not just treats for them, but little prizes for them, so you'll keep their interest as well, and use these various paragraphs of the Haggadah as an opportunity to discuss our basic 13 principles of faith which come about in the entire experience of our having left Egypt. Okay, 
we complete the Magid section by having said the first two paragraphs of the Hallel, the blessing of Asher Go'olanu, whereby we this is the equivalent to the bracha of Sha'asa Nisim, which we say on the night of uh, Hanukkah and Purim. So too tonight, Asher Ge'olanu. And interestingly, the bracha comes after the Haggadah, says the Chassam Sofer, because you to look upon yourself as if you were there. You're taken out of Egypt tonight, and then you became Jewish, like a Geir who can't recite the bracha till after he gets out of the mikvah. So too, after we recite uh that which Hashem did for us, Pitzes Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, oh, then the bracha of Asher Ge'olanu. Okay, after that comes the rachza. We wash our hands to begin the Yom Tov meal with a bracha. Okay, we come to the table, and ideally, before you go to wash, by each person's place, you should have a nice size piece of matzah. What does that mean? A kazayas of matzah is if you're using a round hand shmura matzah, between a quarter and a third of a hand shmura matzah is a kazayas. If you're using a square shmura matzah, a half. And therefore, the you come to the you've gone and washed with a bracha on the tilas yadayim. You come and we're going to recite two brachos. The first one is Hamotzi Lechemina Oretz. It's a Yom Tov meal over bread. Tonight the bread is matzah. And we recite a second bracha for the fulfillment of the second biblical mitzvah, which is matzah. This is the only biblical mitzvah of eating that we have today. Please God, when we have the uh, third base Migdash, so we will have the Korban Pesach, even the vegetarians will eat a lamb chop, and Moror will be upgraded to a biblical mitzvah, we'll have the opportunity of eating Korbanos, but right now matzah is the only one. Now, listen carefully, when you eat the matzah, A, leaning to the left, B, Try not to talk about not just politics or sports or it's hot or cold, all the important things, but to focus on and realize what the uh, Zohar says, that matzah is michla dimhem nusa, literally bread of faith. The Shulchan Aruch says in Tuf Ayin Hay, Simon Sif Aleph, that one should preferably have two kazaisim. If you can, go for it. Mishnah Brewer says that one kazayas is enough at that time. Again, enjoy the eating of the matzah. Focus on that great privilege of connecting with Hashem through this eating of matzah. Morar, ideally romaine lettuce. Clean it before tonight and have it ready to go and one leaf per individual a nice leaf if you're not sure give a little bit more and for those who are uh, committed to the horseradish if you have romaine lettuce i would suggest have the romaine lettuce first if not enjoy 
But be careful with the horseradish. And even those who want to use the horseradish and you want to have both, eat the romaine lettuce first by itself and then the horseradish. The reason why I'm stressing the romaine lettuce is because in the list of those vegetables for uh, moror, lettuce happens to be the first. Um, again, we don't lean when we um, eat the moror, but we do recite the bracha ala chilas moror, and the adama, if we are to have made it, it is from before the karpas. Afterwards, we have once again the korech, optimism. When I say again optimism, we this is a reminder as to how Hillel had the Pesach matzah and moror, and we will have it in the future. And we don't have the Pesach yet, but we eat the matzah and the moror together as a sandwich and the moror we've dipped into charoses, and the korech as well, we dip in charoses. Then comes the meal, shulchan orech. What can I tell you? The meal itself, think about it. You had two paragraphs of the halil before the meal. You're having the rest of the Halil after the meal. The reason for that is the first two paragraphs refer to the past, what happened in Egypt, and the uh, future, the Halil after the meal, is our expectation of Moshiach coming and the deliverance in the future. The meal itself, look upon it as a Halil. Look upon it as a Halil because as the Meiri says, those who are sick and recovered and those who are in jail and got out and those who crossed the sea and those who crossed the desert. The Jewish people in our historical past participated and unfortunately had to go through all these and we're here to tell the story. It's a sudas hoda'a. It's a meal of thanksgiving. And afterwards, your dessert is the tzofun, that which was hidden. According to the Rashbam, this is the primary mitzvah of matzah, because the matzah was eaten together with the korban pesach. So therefore, save for yourself, and before you eat the afikoman once again, let everybody have a nice size piece of matzah. And according to the rush, it's not the main mitzvah of matzah that you fulfilled when you first ate the matzah, but it's a remembrance of the Korban Pesach. Once again, your nice-sized piece of matzah should be eaten leaning to the left. Boreich, over the third cup of, uh, of wine, we recite the Birkas HaMazon, the grace after meals. Then we have, over the fourth cup, the singing of the Hallel, our confidence of what is going to be our redemption, our rebuilding of the third of the Pesach Migdash, and finally Nirza. We pray that our Seder will be accepted, our Avoda, and that's what it is, our service tonight, will be looked upon favorably by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we thank him for this very special privilege of connection. There is that very nice custom. If you're still somewhat awake after the Seder, well, do so by uh, reciting or singing parts of Shir Hashirim. Once again, this connection, the love affair between God and the Jewish people is ignited and continues, please God. 
throughout the year. I take this opportunity of wishing uh, Nachum and his family, Matis and his family, and all our listeners a Chag Kosher Visameach. Enjoy the Seder, enjoy the Yom Tov, and please God, next year, the Shana Haba, all of us, truly, Be Yerushalayim Habenuyah.